Still reeling from the deaths of their friends Leirotz, Kelnies, and Efron, the party of Brynir, Mick, Rolandir, and Val had a night to themselves in the old tavern. However, as morning came and they began to formulate their plans of taking on the last of the Valor aspects, they were interrupted quite rudely by a severed head rolling across the parlor floor and the appearance of a rather imposing figure of a Goliath. Noah, do you want to give Vamok his reintroduction here? This massive figure standing over seven and a half feet tall, fully filling up the doorway, clothed in various furs and things, takes off his hood where you see a bald head, two eyes, both looking unnatural, one as if it came from some sort of a serpent, the other strange runes inscribed upon it, massive hands rest at his sides, one of them the same hue as Kelnies, the other one tightly bandaged so that no skin is showing. He takes a few steps forward and just looks at everybody. His eyes scan across the group. They look at Brynjir. Formidable. They look at Mick. Less. Then his gaze rests upon Rolandir and Val, and he takes a deep breath in. So, you must be the godborn Rolandir. You have changed this other one. What is your name? Uh, Val gives Vamok a sort of, not imperious, but sort of unimpressed glance from foot to head, and then says, Valmes? You there, large one, Demlik. What is your name? I'm Brynjir. Are you the one that's looking for the owner? Yes, I am. My name is Vamok. I believe some of you have been looking for me. I thought you had a familiar demeanor. Do I know you? No, but I know you. (laughs) And at this, Rolandier's already stood up and he's kind of approached Vamok and he's taking in all these different aspects to him. The hands, the eyes, just kind of comprehending and remembering the things that he had last, or the circumstance that he had last seen Vamak in, and he just kind of looks at him and says, Vamak, you're here. Honestly, this is, and he kind of looks back to the group, this is good. This is most likely better than I could have planned it. Finding you actually was going to be my next suggestion. We, um, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Why are you here now? It would appear that our goals are aligned for the time being. You see this, and he kicks the head that he had thrown into the room. This is the head of the chained son of hate, Takarta's aspect. I was growing impatient, so I decided to assist you. Now, if I am not mistaken, you are seeking to destroy the aspects, are you not? Yes, we are, and quite honestly, more than just the aspects. Quite a lot more. What do you mean? I'm assuming you've acquainted yourself with the deities of this world. I am familiar with them, yes. We have, unfortunately, become more familiar with them than any of us would have wished, and for us at least, we have come to the conclusion that they are too tied up in all of our lives to be to our liking. So, we 
And he, you know, just pointing around to this room of the four of them, says, are going to end them. I like how he just lumps Mick in there. Mick said nothing about this. <laughs> yeah. oh, Mick, Mick agreed to be with us I did. months ago. I did. Yes, that's true. He's he's roped in this. You wish to end the gods. Mm. I see you have not lost your sense of humor, Reese. <laughs> and I see you haven't found yours either. So, what was your plan? The four of you would go and what? Stab them? Hmm? Use intent? How do you mean to accomplish this thing? Well, you're undermining our work. We have killed several already. You believe the things that you have killed to be gods? Hmm. Perhaps oh. your cause is more lost than I imagined. Perhaps I am simply wasting my time being here. For only a fool would believe aspects to be gods. They are nothing compared to the ethereals. Uh, right you are. I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention for the last five minutes. <laughs> so tell me, Reese, what is your plan then? How will you go about accomplishing this task? Well... Quite honestly, this is the first time we've really settled on this extent of our plan. Previously, it was simply to kill the aspects required of us so that we could meet you and be brought to you. But now that that has been accomplished, I think it's time we reevaluate. We make our plan for real this time. I don't know exactly what role the, well, formerly Lady Quenberg has with you but she was the one who gave us this assignment in the first place to kill these aspects to be brought to you. But if that is of no consequence to you, then we could carry on or we could attempt to make contact with various Valors, ethereals, realities, work our way up the chain. It is of consequence to me. I have made a deal with Quenberg in exchange for something that I want. I will kill her. It is as simple as that, but it is much easier said than done. However, I do know of something that could help you. Ah, and actually, before you get to that, there is one more thing that I failed to mention, which you are probably aware of, but we have a godless with us. A godless and two godborn. Hmm. Where is this godless? <laughs> Your guess is probably better than mine at this point. She has a way of showing up whenever she wants to, I guess. But she is on more or less the same page. We haven't had a, much time to discuss the update to our plans since the last time we saw her, but... Well, we might want to get in contact with her. It's been a few months, if you have not noticed already. It is true. I had felt perhaps more time had passed than, well, than I think I at least had thought. Anyways, as you were saying, Vamak, you had one thing. Perhaps we can help each other. If you will help me fulfill my deal to Quenberg, then I will help you on this path you have chosen. But first I must know. I must know that you are not weak. Some of you seem formidable yet. Reese, I know what you are like in battle, and I know you can do what is necessary. And I have no doubt that this one, pointing to Brynir, has also seen his fair share of battle, and also would not hesitate. But these other ones, looking at Mick and Val, 
I am not sure. This one here, pointing to Mick, does not seem to understand the gravity of the situation. And this one, looking Val up and down, is little more than a whelp. So tell me, Reese, is this the company you keep now? And Rolandier just looks at Mick and Val. And how did Val react when Vamox said a whelp? I think Val, honestly, for the first time in his life, is keeping very cool. I think he... <laughs> not not a flicker of emotion, just sort of bemusement watching the mock talk. Trust me, the lad has great strength, mm-hmm. even though he might not look it. As a matter of fact, I dare say he's a, probably a greater threat than you, Vamok. Very well. Then show me, Welp. Show me what you can do. Vamok unsheathes a dagger from his belt, and he actually hands it to Val. And he says, go on. Take my life. Uh, okay, I'm gonna cast Disintegrate on Vimok. Now you roll a dex save. Uh, 17 on the dex save. My DC is 18. <laughs> uh, that is 98 healthy points of force damage. Holy crap. Val, Val ain't messing around. <laughs> is Is there any visual to this spell? Like... Does it... Yeah, does anybody... Does it, like, get disintegrated, or... Yeah, I think... Well, Val, like, reaches his hand out and casts Disintegrate, which would then, like, begin to disintegrate Vimok's flesh. As Vimok's flesh is being disintegrated, he just takes a step forward, leans towards Val. You almost killed me. Now, finish it. Feel my blood. And he presses the dagger into Val's hand, and he brings the dagger up to his own throat. Do it. He looks Vermok dead in his weird eyes and says, I have stabbed far greater beings than you in the throat, and we'll do it. The dagger, nice and sharp, glides through his throat easily. Vermok stares at you as his blood drips down from his throat onto your arm. And then you see his eyes go cold and lifeless, and he falls to the ground. Seeing Vamok flop onto the ground, dead and lifeless, Rolander just kind of looks down at him, and then over at Val, and then back down at Vamok, and kind of like gives him a little kick with his foot. Hmm. Well, honestly, that was a little disappointing. I'm certain he's not finished yet. And Val will just, like, casually drop the dagger on top of Vimok and then wipe his hand off on Vimok's shirt. Cold. Some people process death a little differently. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, this is what happens when you push a sweet boy too far. This is what you get. A sweet baby boy. This is all you are (laughs) fucked. Sure enough, Vimok's body does stir. And he gets up off the ground. Perhaps the whelp has some fight in him yet. (laughs) I will help you. Our first task must be to kill the Aspects. Only then will we be able to kill Quenberg. And only then will I be able to retrieve something that would benefit both me and you. I'd like to point out that Brynir is very confused right now as to why this guy is still moving. <laughs> <laughs> like, did anything visually change on Vamok when he stood up? Or is, like, his throat still slid open, still gushing blood? Or Perhaps you saw the faintest swirling of mystical energies, but 
He gets up, and it looks like his body is re-knitting itself. The flesh is growing over where the dagger pierced it, and his body is slowly coming back together from the disintegrate, though it appears to be taking some more time. All I'm going to say is that, thank goodness, he did not challenge Mick. <laughs> Bardic inspiration! <laughs> <laughs> All right, well... What is this exactly that you're looking for from Quenberg? Is it an item, a person, a place? Just so we have a better idea of what exactly we're working towards. I will tell you this much. It is an item. All right. (laughs) (laughs) You will learn more, as you need to know. Great. Then, as you said... Our next step is uh, to carry on with the aspects. You have clearly taken care of one, as you said, and Rolandier now gives that a little bit of a kick. The head of the kin. Um, And then he turns towards Val and says, Brynja does make a good point, though. It's been quite some time since we've been in contact with Luna. Perhaps you could try? Most certainly. I will cast Sending to Luna. And... Well, before I do that, is there anything specific you want to say or just sort of checking in? Yeah, I think that if it were, well, if there was anything pressing that needed doing, she would make herself manifest. So simply say, back from the Mazkin with Vamak going after more aspects. XOXOX. <laughs> XOXO gossip girl. <laughs> um, okay, Val will cast Sending to Luna. And he will say, we have returned from the monastery, lost a lot, killed the Bogrot, status update. You hear a deafening boom from outside, like a sonic boom, as the front windows of the tavern all shatter and a wave of snow and air is just pushed inside. And then the diminutive form of a teenage girl with straw-colored hair walks into the room and she just is glaring at all of you and she comes right up to Val and she says, you disappeared. For three months, you were gone. You didn't exist. Where were you? In a labyrinth under a Mazkin monastery fighting an aspect, what were you doing? No, 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 no. I knew you were there, and you were only there for days, a week at most, and then you blipped. You were gone. What did you do? I suspect we probably blipped into the future. It's not the worst I've done with the teleport. You're right. You could have been much stupider. Your point. The point is that you're lucky to be alive, and you're lucky to be here. And she takes a few steps back, catches her breath, and then you know, just gropes for a stool or a chair or something behind her and and takes a seat and calms down for a minute. Luna, I trust that you understand, well, I trust you understand more than I do, honestly, but as you can definitely tell, there are some of our companions who are now missing from our group. She looks up at you very coldly and she says, I'm aware. And I don't know exactly if this changes anything for you, but we, at least, have altered the course slightly. What our plan originally was, which, to 
be honest. I'm not entirely sure where that was going in, in its ultimate destination, but... What then? We're not killing aspects anymore? No, no, we are still doing that. And now with the help of Vamak here, who has seemingly found us of his own volition. She glances over in Vamak's direction and then back at Merlandir. <laughs> we are broadening our scope to include those who rule the aspects. Those who rule Egadon, as a matter of fact. Speak plainly. We are going to kill the gods. Luna looks pretty dumbfounded. <laughs> I don't blame her. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Um, how? <laughs> you know, you, you could pose that question at pretty much every point of our journey thus far, and our answer would most likely have been the same. We don't know. It just seems to be that, actually, funnily enough, for that very reason, I think that's one of the driving motivations behind this cause. It Up till this point, and probably still now, our actions, our fates, the things that have happened, our lives have been entangled in this web devised by the ethereals, the Valors, the realities. And who knows, perhaps it is the sick will of one of them to turn against their own, to lead us to do this, but... At least this way, there won't be any left to do that. So to answer your question, I don't know entirely. We're taking things one step at a time with where we knew to go, the aspects. Then she just, like, drops her shoulders, shakes her head a little bit. Who's who's next? I believe we should go after Mad King Hestia, Yazera's aspect. Sure. Mad King Hestia. Why not? Then it is settled. So, can you take us there, godless? I assume that is who you are. You assume correctly? I assume you're Vamak? Yes. Meet me downstairs in 30 minutes. I'll have the circle prepared. And as she walks by you all, she looks at Val and narrows her eyes and says, I'm not finished with you, and goes down the stairs. All right. In the 30 minutes for at least Rolandir, he is going to spend the time doing what he can to just, like, tidy the uh, the tavern up. Like, he just kind of feels wrong having it in such a state of disarray um, with Lerot's gone and whatnot. So he's going to start, you know, replacing chairs and tables, picking things up off the ground, and just kind of making it a uh, nice-to-live-in place again. Val will help you do that. That time flies by because you're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the first fun we've had in weeks. <laughs> well, I just wanted to say during the 30 minutes, Brynjir's just going to ask Vamok some questions because Brynjir has zero idea where the heck this guy came from. Hey, right back at you. Vamok's got zero idea where you came from. Does he care, though? <laughs> The only one here that he even like vaguely knows is is Rolandia yeah. Reese, which he still calls him. If you guys didn't pick up on that, well, you yes, said Rolandia yes. at first. Actually, I, I, I picked I up did. on that. I'm surprised he didn't get the hand on the shoulder and the Reese. You know, is <laughs> <laughs> <He's laughs> dead. <laughs> yes, I just remembered a really cool ability that I have, and I'm mad that I forgot. <laughs> well, maybe you can use it now. For as you head down the stairs, all of you, 
you can already hear a crackle of energy as Luna is kneeling in front of this massive stone circle, her hands shaking against the earth as crackling electricity just bounds back and forth between these pillars that surround the circle. As she notices your arrival, she speaks over the din of this building storm. She says, the gate is ready when you are. The Mad King is in a prison of his own making. It is infinite in size. He will run from you. You must defeat him. Whether you know his history or not is inconsequential. He'll assume you do. End him. Quickly. This will not be an easy binding. And when I fail here, I will have to pull you back. You do not have forever. Brynir walks through. As Brynir steps into the circle, the lightning streaks up from the ground and crackles along his skin, like disintegrating him bit by bit until he's just ash in the air. I just got teleported. No, you died. (laughs) (laughs) This was Luna's grand plan. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Neverlandier follows. The same thing happens to everyone who steps in the circle. As you all slowly rematerialize into a plane of white and black, it seems like a giant spotlight is shining down above you. The horizon is pitch black, and only this massive ring of light in this white expanse is what you can see. At the very edge of it, you see a frail-looking elfkin who suddenly stands upon your arrival and is like, No, no, that's impossible! You see him clutching a dagger to his chest as he takes a few cautious steps backward as the rest of you appear, and then he just takes off running. Brynir charges. Rolander's going to try to cast a spell immediately upon him running. Go for it. All righty. What? We're sorry. Describe this room again, Ryan. What what room are we in? Just imagine a big, dark expanse of absolutely nothing. No discernible features at all. Great. great. And then a giant spotlight shining down on top of you all. Loving it. Loving it. Okay. I I threw a bridge in there for some reason in my head, and I knew that that was wrong. (laughs) Val sees a bridge. I was like, that can't, that's not there. (laughs) First things first, is this man more than 60 feet away from Rolandier? At this point, yeah. But like when he started, like when they first popped in and he was there. No, you were about 30 feet away. Okay, okay. So then, probably right as he reached that threshold of like the 60 feet, giving enough time to react. Rolandier stretches out his hand, mutters something, and used to be celestial, I guess now it's sanguine, and these kind of tendrily wispy, you can't really even see them, stretch out of his hand, and the Mad King needs to do a wisdom saving throw. Okay. You don't know this This is Mad King. Or the man, I guess, whoever it is. <laughs> strange man in a strange room with only a spotlight. Can't be the Mad King. Could be anybody. <laughs> It's your father. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He failed. All righty. Then this is Abjur enemy for your sake, Ryan. He is frightened for one minute or until he takes any damage. And while frightened, his speed is zero and he can't benefit from any bonus to his speed. All right. He collapses in his run, like mid-sprint, and just falls to the ground, is clutching this dagger to his chest, and is screaming in just abject horror. 
at your approach. Great. I'm going to say Brainier got there and he is actually going to start binding the man's hands and I guess feet too. Hog time. You hog tie the king. <laughs> so it is the king. Ooh. <laughs> And all the while, he's just like, no, no, no. Uh, can I summon? No, hang on. We're not in combat time, so I'm not going to do that because that's not going to last very long. How long does your abjure enemy last? One minute. So A minute? Okay. Yep. I will. I will be prepared then at the end of that minute in case we have not done anything by then to cast Bigby's hand to just sort of <laughs> hold on to him. But there's no reason to double up on that for now. So catching up not too far behind Brynir as he just finishes tying the Mad King up. Was he able to like pull his hands behind him, releasing the dagger that he was holding? I'd say so, yeah. And he is so frail. Like Brynir might have actually like broken one of his fingers while doing so. Ah, <laughs> completely Oops. unintentionally. Well, I was going to say it's very possible he wasn't going to be soft with it anyways. Then... Rolander just walks up to uh, Brynir and this hog-tied man. Elfkin. Ah, yes. And this hog-tied Elfkin and looks at Brynir and says, well, do it if you want to. This is as easy as it's going to get. I'm assuming you're telling me to kill him. He just said do it if you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and after Rolander says this, he unsheathes Imin from behind his back and holds it out to Brynir. Brynir will take it and stab the man, the Elfkin. As you stab Emin toward King Hestia, it kind of just pokes up against his skin, not puncturing him. Strange. Are you the Mad King? I should have asked that before I tried to stab him. <laughs> I am. I am the Emperor. The King of Kings. Hestia. I see all. I am all. It's very good for you. Uh, I assume that you would like uh, this madness to be over. How can I do it for you? Of course. Of course. I, <laughs> I'm too afraid. It's one thing after another. <laughs> I lost everything. My people. My lands. As the Mad King is rambling, Rolandier goes to pick up the dagger that the Mad King had once been holding. As you pick it up, bits and pieces of it flake off just in rust that falls from it. It is old. It is aged and little more than, like I said, rust and scraps of iron still knitted together somehow in some ancient forge. It's a frail thing, pretty similar to the king himself, but it is sharp. It has a point, and it looks like it give a bad case of tetanus. <laughs> uh, Rolandier's gonna try to drive that bad boy right into the king's gullet as you stab it into the king's gullet his gullet explodes with a spurt of blood black and red that showers you and the ground around you as he starts to gurgle and scream and flail on the ground still in this hog tie why is everybody intent on Getting everybody's fluids all over me. <laughs> that was so gross. <laughs> That's his response. <laughs> it's happened like four different times in here. You're he's not little, wrong. He's it's a little true. frustrated. At this sudden outburst of fluid, Rolandier kind of takes a quick step back and wipes his face off and whatnot. 
did the dagger like deteriorate anymore after he stabbed him or does he still have it in the same condition it was no it like it broke off in your hand and it stuck into his throat ah. and as the king comes to a stop his his breaths are so shallow at this point as everyone else comes up to his dying body and you hear through his like fractured windpipe him say the first nightmare hunger and then the ground starts to erupt around all of your feet as desiccated hands claw their way forth from hell 